Amen. If you've got your Bibles, I want to invite you to turn with me over to the book of Proverbs. We're going to look at several different passages this morning. Mothers have a huge responsibility inside the home. Uh, They are the first line of discipleship. They are them and the Father, of course. They are the ones that pour truth into children. And a, a biblical description of who a mother, I know in New American Standard and many other versions here say wife, but in Proverbs chapter 31 verse 10, we read a description of what a godly woman, what a godly mother, what a godly wife looks like. I've asked, I've done many funerals, and I've asked the people, look, was your mother a Proverbs 31 mother? Was she a Proverbs 31 wife? And I've had people tell me, no, she wasn't. Because the standard that is held here is very high. You know, and you go back, you go back many years, uh, it did look more like it does here in Scripture. But today, the world is different. The way a lot of people get caught up in where she says she, she goes out and she considers a field and buys it for her earnings. She plants a vineyard. She girds herself with strength and uh, she makes clothes for her children and things like that. And so many people discount mother or say, hey, she doesn't cut it because she doesn't meet these qualifications. But I think it comes down to the heart. You know, she looks over her home. She takes care of her family. She takes care of her husband and her, and her children. She takes care of, of really lots of things that are going on. Let's read it together. Beginning in verse 10 of Proverbs chapter 31. An excellent wife, who can find? For her worth is far above jewels. The heart of her husband trusts in her, and he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not evil all the days of her life. She looks for wool and flax and works with her hands in delight. She's like merchant ships. She brings her food from afar. She rises also while it is still night and gives food to her household and portions to her maidens. She considers a field and buys it. For her earnings, she plants a vineyard. She girds herself with strength and makes her arms strong. She senses that her gain is good. Her lamp does not go out at night. She stretches out her hands to the distaff and her hands grasp the spindle. She extends her hand to the poor and she searches. She stretches out her hands to the needy. She is not afraid of the snow for her household, for all of her household are clothed with scarlet. She makes coverings for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them and supplies belts to the tradesmen. Strength and dignity are her clothing, and she smiles at the future. She opens her mouth in wisdom, and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. She looks well to the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and bless her. Her husband also and praises her, saying, Many daughters have done nobly, but you excel them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her the product of her hands and let her work praise her in the gate. We come in this morning and we are thankful for you. We thank you mothers, you mamas, you grandmothers. We thank you for your 
your sacrifice. We thank you for your time. And, and, and here at the very end, it says, Charm is deceitful, but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. When we fear the Lord, when we, when we know, when we, when we got our priorities in order, when we think about oh, the legacy that we're passing on to the next generation, when you read the Proverbs 31 woman and you you get the heaviness, you get the sense of this, this lady took care of her home because she knew that one of these days they're, they're going to grow. They're going to learn from the example that she's setting forth for them. Guys, inside the home it is a huge responsibility. And we teach our kids lots of things. We teach them how to, how to I don't know, pick some. We teach them how to cook and teach them how to drive. We teach them a lot about school. We teach them so many things, but most importantly what we're supposed to be teaching them is God, God's word, God's truth, the fear of the Lord inside of the home. Inside of the home, we, we only have, I saw somebody make a statement yesterday on Facebook. They said, uh, many make the false claim, something like this, they said, many make the false claim that parenting is for 18 years when it's really for a lifetime. Think about it, you as a parent, you as a mama, you're going to always be mama. Oh, you're always going to be mama. One of these days, mamas go home. Mine, mine. Uh, this is my second Mother's Day without mama. Mama passed away February of last year, so I've gone. This is second Mother's Day without mama, and you know, I thought about, I thought about a lot of the things that mama taught me. I was thinking about last night some of the things that that mama poured into me, and one of the things that she she instilled into me and my brother was was to try try our very best don't half do it was but to work hard one of the things i used an example earlier was mama could mama could ride a straight line it didn't matter i, I said you could spin her around in that middle you could spin her around and spin 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 and make her walk up on a ladder and she would be able to write the most beautiful straight and perfect cursive handwriting right across that board it was perfect but me during those science projects, I cannot tell you the number of times that we tore those cardboards up and she said, do it again, because my handwriting wasn't right. I can't tell you the number of times that she took my homework and she'd tear it up because I was chicken scratching it. I wasn't writing my letters like I should. She would tear it up. She would fix it. Do it again. Do it again. Try. Do it right. You know, there's a lot of things that we're learning from our parents that we don't even realize we're watching our parents. Our children are watching us. Mamas, those little boys are watching you. I don't have mama to watch anymore, but I have Wendy to watch. And I can tell you that those boys, even though she don't realize it, they're watching her. Those boys watch mama and those little girls watch mama. And let me say this. What are we teaching them? Everybody else is telling you to teach them how to throw a football. We was in the backyard yesterday. We don't even play football. I had Avery out there showing them how to throw a football. We teach them useless stuff a lot of times. But we only got a short time to teach them truth. Because the world, I can promise you, when they go out those doors, is the world is not teaching them the truth of God's Word like they should be, like they ought to be. The responsibility is ours. The responsibility is huge that has been laid on you and me as parents, on you as mothers. Look over in Timothy. Look over at 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy chapter 1. We see Paul here is writing a letter to young Timothy. And he says this in verse 5. 
2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 5, he says, For I am mindful of the sincere faith. Notice it's interesting. I'm, he doesn't say, I'm, I was, I'm interested in the sincere quilting ability, or the sincere gardening, or the sincere cooking ability, or the sincere ability. Think about it. What matters is their faith. I am, I am mindful of the sincere faith within you, which first dwelt in your grandmother Lois. And your mother Eunice, and I am sure that is in you as well. Church, are we, are we pouring the truth of God's word into the next generation? Are we, what are we passing along? What, what are we taking from grandparents, great-great-grandmas? I was up in one of the Sunday school classes, and we had like great-great-grandmas in Sunday school classes. What are we passing down to those generations? I pray that it's great faith. And where does great faith come from? It comes from walking with the Lord. It comes from walking close to the Lord in the Word. Because they're listening and they're listening to us and we've got to teach them and we've got to pour it into them. Look over, look over in um, Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 6. What, what does the Word teach us? One of the things, children obey your parents. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 1. Children obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, so that it may be well with you, and that you may live long on the earth. Guys, the scripture teaches us to honor our parents. Our children, over in Proverbs 31, her children rise up and bless her. Her husband also. We praise our parents. We praise our mothers. We praise those who have diligently poured the truth of God's word into our lives. And you say, you, you may say that, I, I want you to look at something. Look over, in, look over in Proverbs chapter 6. They're watching. They're watching, this, they're watching us mamas. They're watching us daddies. Because one of these days, you know what they're going to be? They're going to be mamas and daddies just like us. They're going to be parents like we are. And... In Proverbs chapter 6, beginning in verse 20, it says this, My son, observe the commandment of your father, and do not forsake the teachings of your mother. And look at 21. Bind them continually on your heart, and tie them around your neck. Whether you walk about, they will guide you. When you sleep, they will watch over you. And when you awake, they will talk to you. I remember as a young person, can you remember... And, and again, I, I want to say this before I even go into talking about mama. I know some of you may not have had the best childhood. Mother's Day is hard for some people. Father's Days are hard for some people. Father's Day is hard because, you know, daddies sometimes can, can have a, a hard fist and a, and a pretty heavy thumb sometimes. I know my grandpa, he... I knew him as a young boy, and, and then he passed on. Actually, I knew him on up into my teenage years, and then he passed on. But they say he was a real hard guy. They say he was an alcoholic. That was his issue. He, could, he was an alcoholic. He worked with the state, and he would come home on the weekends. and on, he would have got, If he had, would have gone to the grocery store and had all these this steaks and hamburger meat and all of this stuff, if he come in with bags of groceries, my daddy said he knew it was going to be a bad weekend. Because he had already gone and started spending money to buy the alcohol. And what's, what's so wild about that is, you know, 
Daddy's a pastor. And Daddy's two boys are pastors. And my kids, they're not perfect, but they're, they're okay. And we're trying. <laughs> my point is this. My point is this. It starts here. Some of you sit there and say, you know, Mother's Day is just, Mama, Mama sure ain't no Proverbs 31 Mama. Or, or Daddy sure ain't no Bible Daddy. But it starts here with you. You know, you can change entire generations. You can change your entire line. You can, you can change your entire last name. It's going one way, and you can totally take that stream and go a, a, an exact different direction. That's the choice that people make. That's, the, that's, the, that's what we as Christians have. He says, uh, Paul says, look, I know of the, the faith that was in your grandmother, and I know the faith that was in your mama, and I'm sure that faith was in you. You may sit there and say, well, you know what? Uh, granny didn't have it, or grandpa didn't have it, and mom and daddy, they, you know, they, they just were distracted. We don't have that excuse. Because here's the thing, it's our time now and the responsibility is falling to us and what we are passing down to the next generation, they are watching us. And the Bible even goes far enough to say, my son, observe, look at the commandment of your father and do not forsake the teachings of your mother. Bind them continually on the heart and tie them around your neck. What are our sons and daughters binding in their heart and tying around their neck that they see out of us? answer that for you I see it with us are we perfect no but I see us and you see you and you know who's in control of making the minor tweaks uh, it could be just simple it could be just a little bit here or a little bit there you know who's responsible for that it's us because you know, you raise them up, you train them up in the way they should go. When they're old, the Bible says they won't depart from it. What are we training them up under? What are we raising them up? The Bible says for them to listen to us. The Bible says for us to, Bible tells children, listen, sons and daughters, you're going to be parents one of these days, possibly, probably. The Bible tells you to honor your father and your mother. The Bible says, honor your father and mother and you'll have long life. That's what the Bible says. We don't understand the responsibilities that our parents have. We don't understand. I, I, was, I said earlier, my daddy was a workaholic early on. My daddy was a, he was. Mama was a stay-at-home mom, and daddy worked all the time. He was gone. He was out doing. He was making the money, but mama was taking care of life. She was taking care of us boys. She was the uh, football mom. She was, the, she, was not just the, she was not just the team mom. She was the practice mama. Mama was one of them women that was at, up in the stands during practices. She went wherever the ball games took her. She was always there, just always there. And I know times are different and worlds are different and it takes two to make a world go around now and all that. I get it, but mama stayed home and raised us. Was she perfect? No. I remember as a young person, I'll stand here, and you know, what I'm doing is biblical. Because the Bible says her children rise up and they bless her. Mama, when I was young, I was 
I was kind of in a, in a church, small church, tiny church. And there wasn't a lot of children, so I had to get bumped kind of up into the youth group too early. And I had to learn stuff that, that the older kids were having to learn. And I just ate it up, and I learned it real fast. And I'm just, I just memorized a lot of Scripture. And I memorized so much of God's Word and so much of the truth of God's Word. And I stand, you, stand before you today as a product of a mama who, who made me memorize everything. If, if, if the teacher, it was, like, it was like the Sunday school teacher and her had this direct line. Well, what you got to memorize? Or what do you got to learn? What's your responsibility? What's your homework? She already knew all that. And I had to learn it all. Praise God. Praise God that she was faithful. Praise God that she was faithful. I try to be a faithful daddy. I I watch her behind the scenes. I didn't know what all mama did behind the scenes. I didn't know what all mama, mamas do. You don't know mamas do a lot. You know that, daddies? Y'all supposed to say amen right now. Mamas do a lot. Mamas do things that, that we don't even think of. I said earlier I gave, and I had people coming out of the Sunday school class saying, you got to give us that marriage tip. Here's the marriage tip. Wives, guys are dumb. We just don't know. you got to tell us. All right? Y'all know all this stuff. Y'all, y'all just know. Y'all see things behind stuff that we didn't even know existed. Y'all, y'all know when things are dusty, and y'all know when things are dirty, and y'all know when things need fixing and putting up, and, and we just, we just, we just going to sit there until we're told. And I know you told us last time, but <laughs> you know what? Here's the trick. Am I wrong, guys? Nope. I know you told us last time, but hey, you got to remind us and tell us again. We're just broken like that. But the faithful mamas, the faithful mamas, what are you teaching your children? Yeah, we had a clean house. We had a, uh, we, mama collected bales. Man, we still got them bales. One of these days when something happens to daddy, daddy, we're going to have to do something with them bales before you die. He's watching. She collected bales. We dusted them bales weekly. I hated them bales as a kid. <laughs> we did. We, but we dusted bales every single week. How can a bale get dust? And I'm talking hundreds and hundreds of bales laid all over these coffee tables and all over these curio cabinets and all over these boxes and all over the things. And you had to pick each bale up. And you know when you picked the bale up, you left the cute little circle that was leaving a dust circle. You're not. You know what I'm talking about. A little dust circle, so you had to get all the bales off and you had to dust the whole wood and dust the bales and stick them back on the counter. You say, why is the preacher rambling about bales? I'll tell you why. Because I ain't got mama now. Seriously. I just got the memories of mama. We could go on all morning talking about stories. I got knocked out a couple times in football. Knocked cold. They said I woke up minutes, minutes, minutes later. But you know who was down there? Why in the world is she at football practice? mother's days ago if you'd have said Shannon she won't be here in two, she won't be here mother's day 
I'd have said, no. Because mamas live forever. Is a big lie. They don't. The memories do, but mamas don't. And I praise God that she was faithful to pour most important things into me. Go with me. Last sticky. Acts chapter 4, verse 12. Parents, what are you pouring into them kids? It's a two-way street. I'm going to make two points with one thought. Parents, you may not have much longer to teach them. And kids, you may not have much longer to hear the lessons be taught. So there's, you see the urgency then? I need to get truth in them while I can. And I better be listening while I got them. You see it? Acts chapter 4 verse 12 says this. And there is salvation in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven that has been given among men by which we must be saved. Guys, we can... We can teach them a lot of truths. This is eternal. This is eternal. And they will listen to you mamas. And they're listening to you mamas. And if you're not listening, you should be. Guys, we only got a window. And then it's over. And what we're teaching them matters. There is no other name under heaven by which men are saved except the name of Jesus. There's a lot of good people. Really good people die without Jesus and they go to hell. God doesn't send them there. They just reject Jesus. They they reject those verses. Huge responsibility you mama's got, you daddy's got. Huge responsibility. But praise God you still got it. Praise God you still got it. Don't waste it. Because you're not promised next year. I want us to stand. I want us to pray. Let me pray for y'all. So we're about to sing. Father God, I don't, I don't. I don't know who in here still got mama. But Lord, I pray that they love her. God, I pray that they show her, they tell her. God, I pray for help as a daddy. I pray for the help for all the daddies and mamas in this room as we raise our babies. God, we want to be good stewards of them kids. God, we want to we pass on truths. God, we want them to see us running in such a way that 
God, they don't have to wonder who Christ is. They see Christ in us. Lord, forgive us for our failures. Forgive us for our weaknesses. Forgive us, God, for wasting time and being so distracted. God in heaven, help us. Help us this morning. God, make the adjustments that we need to make. God, because we want to be found faithful. When you come get us, Lord, when you come get us, God, we want to be found faithful. In Jesus' name, amen.